Hello and welcome to Bill Stern's Sports Newsreel from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The O-L-G-A-T-E, Colgate presents Bill Stern. With the Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man is on the air. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man with stories rare. Take his advice and you'll look keen. You'll get a shave that's smooth and clean. You'll be a Colgate brushless fan. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Bill Stern bringing you the 381st edition of the Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel, featuring strange and fantastic stories. Some legend, some hearsay, but also interesting. We'd like to pass them along to you. Our guest tonight is New York's most famous restaurant owner, Toot Shore. But before we bring you Toot Shore in person, let's begin with Real One Portrait of a Wrestler. This is the story of a wrestler. His name is Bob Smithus. But supposing I begin Bob's story, for it's a story that you won't forget. Bob Smithus was born in Pittsburgh about 21 years ago. And as he grew older, he loved sports, all kinds of sports, swimming, sledding, skating. But best of all, Bob loved to wrestle. In fact, by the time that Bob was five years old, his father had already taught him the simple holes in wrestling. Bob not only liked to wrestle, but he loved to watch others engage in wrestling matches. And he was never happier than when his father would take him to see the big-time wrestling bouts that were staged in the Pittsburgh sporting arenas. Young Bob Smithus never seemed to tire of looking at these wrestlers. And his eyes would light up with pleasure as he watched these wrestlers in action. As Bob grew older, he attended the Western Pennsylvania Grammar School. And here, under expert supervision, Bob began to receive more advanced lessons in the art of wrestling. He was a good pupil, for he'd watched so many others perform that it wasn't long before Bob himself was one of the best wrestlers in his class. True, he lost as many matches as he won, but gradually, he was learning the tricks of the game. At the age of 11, Bob came home one night all excited. He had been picked by his coach to wrestle for his school championship. This was a great honor, for Bob was then only 11 years old, and he was to wrestle a boy who was much older than he was. Bob knew more about wrestling than the older boy did, but the older boy was the stronger of the two. And because of this, when that match was over, Bob Smithus had lost his first important wrestling match. Nevertheless, at the age of 11, Bob had wrestled for the championship of his school. One year later, Bob graduated from grammar school. Immediately, he entered the Perkins Institute at Watertown, Massachusetts, where he'd heard, among other things, that they had a fine wrestling team. But in Bob's very first match, he quickly found out that there's a big difference between grammar school wrestling and wrestling in prep school. Here in prep school, Bob also found out that there were other boys who knew more about wrestling than he did. But that didn't stop Bob. He set out to become the champion of his class. And by the time he was a sophomore, he did win his class championship. 
One year later, Bob became the wrestling champion of his school. And in his senior year, Bob did so well in interscholastic wrestling matches that he received an offer to turn professional. But Bob Smith just wasn't interested in becoming a professional wrestler. He remembered only too well as a youngster watching the professionals. And what he had seen then had convinced Bob that wrestling as a business was a mighty poor investment. Besides, Bob wanted a college education. So... He selected St. John's University of Brooklyn. Quickly, Bob established himself as the best wrestler in college. He wrestled boys from other colleges, and his record was so good that not long ago, Bob Smithus received one of the highest honors that an amateur wrestler in the United States can receive. For out of all the boys in American colleges, he was one of the very few college boys picked by the YMCA to represent them among all the colleges in the intercollegiates. If he wins, he will be one of the champion collegiate wrestlers in the United States. That's the story of Bob Smith, the story of a wrestler. Not a very unusual story, is it? That is, it's not an unusual story unless you realize that Bob Smith is a great wrestler despite the fact that he is totally deaf and totally blind. Just a minute, Mr. Stern. I am Bob Smith. And it's true that I love to wrestle, even though I am both deaf and blind. But losing your hearing is not so bad, and losing your sight is not so bad, as long as you don't also lose your courage. Portrait of a gentleman with courage. Real too. His neighbors call him a squire because he's a successful gentleman farmer. But to the sports world, he's one of the greatest champions in golf. Name none other than Gene Sarazen. If you ask Gene Sarazen what shave cream he uses, he'll tell you none other than Colgate Brushless, because here's what he recently wrote to me. Dear Bill, it used to be that shaving my face was a regular morning pain on the puss because I have a combination of tough whiskers and tender skin. But now, now I shave with Colgate Brushless shave cream. It's swell. That light, fluffy shave cream of yours sure speeds up the job. It leaves my face feeling like a million bucks and looking smooth as an apple. Kind regards from Gene Sarazen. Men, the shave cream that Gene Sarazen praises so highly, Colgate Brushless, is the shave cream of champions. It's light and it's right, and I mean right for tough whiskers and tender skin. Because it's not greasy or heavy but light and fluffy, Colgate Brushless spreads easier, quicker. It's moist and active, and Colgate Brushless stays on the job. It really helps your whiskers stand up so your razor cuts through and doesn't glide over them. With Colgate Brushless, you enjoy a close, clean, comfortable shave. No pulling, no snagging, no smarter sting. And finally, because it's not greasy or heavy, Colgate Brushless Shave Cream rinses off your razor and skin in a flash. Look, man. If Colgate Brushless isn't all that I say, then you don't stand to lose a cent. Because after a trial, you can send the top of the carton back to me, Bill Stern, Kara Colgate, Jersey City, Zone 2, New Jersey, and I'll see that you get double your money back. Now, is that a deal? Then ask for Colgate Brushless, the shave cream of champions tonight. It's light and it's right. Real three. Profile of February. Today is the last day of February, February the 28th. I wonder how many of you have ever realized what an important month February was for sports. For instance, many years ago, a man was born in February who was to become the bare-knuckle boxing champion of Virginia. Today, nobody remembers him just because he was born in February or because he did become the bare-knuckle boxing champion of Virginia. 
But that man is remembered as the first president of the United States, George Washington. And some years later, another sports champion was born in the month of February. He was a wrestler, but he's not remembered either because he was born in February or because he did become a wrestler. No, no, he's far better remembered as another of our great presidents. His name was Abraham Lincoln. But the month of February has brought death as well as life to sports figures. For this month once marked the death of a great football coach. He coached the Wesleyan University football team. He coached that college team even though he himself had never played football. But he's not remembered either because he died in February or because he was a football coach. He too is remembered because he was another president of the United States. His name was Woodrow Wilson. But perhaps the greatest sports story about a man who died during the month of February began many, many years ago. For one day, 83 years ago, a little boy was kidnapped off a farm in Missouri. The farmer was frantic to find that little boy, but the kidnapper had done a thorough job. Three weeks after that little boy was kidnapped off that Missouri farm, the farmer's wife happened to go out into the barn. And as she did, she discovered a note, a note from the kidnapper. Quickly, she ran to her husband and said, I just found this note in the barn. Listen to what it says. Don't notify the police. We have the boy. He is well, and we will return him to you if you turn loose in the pasture tomorrow night one of your horses, the one with the white star on his forehead. Then we will take that horse, and the boy will be returned safely. That's all it says. What will we do? The farmer and his wife decided to comply with the kidnapper's instructions. They turned that horse that the kidnappers wanted out into the pasture. And the next day, as promised, the horse was gone. But the boy was back, alive and safe. It was indeed a strange swap, a horse for a little boy, but apparently the kidnappers knew what they were doing. They must have realized that that particular horse could be made into a valuable racehorse. For one story has it that after training this horse for racing, the horse did very well for them on both the Canadian tracks and later on the English racetracks. And that's the story of a horse. A horse who might never have become a racehorse if gamblers hadn't kidnapped a boy to get that horse. But maybe you'd like to know what happened to that little boy after he was exchanged for the horse. That little boy grew up to be one of the most famous scientists America has ever produced. It was he who in later years was to introduce the soybean. It was he who in later years was to take the common peanut and from that peanut make cheese, washing powder, ink, and synthetic rubber. It was he who developed dehydrated foods. And it's even more amazing when you realize that this famous scientist who as a little boy was once kidnapped from a Missouri farm began his life as a colored slave. His name was George Washington Carver. That's the story of a colored slave who was once kidnapped and swapped for a racehorse and yet who grew up to become one of America's leading scientists. Profile of a great scientist who was once exchanged for a racehorse. 304, in a moment in person, Toots Shore, but first, Arthur Gary. Whenever I hear a fellow griping about his tough beard and tender skin, well, I know I've got a customer for Colgate Brushless Shave Cream. It's not greasy, not heavy, but light and fluffy. It's light and it's right. It's easy to spread, quick to work in. Yet Colgate Brushless holds your whiskers up, so your razor glides through, not over them. No snagging or pulling. Honestly, it's a pleasure to shave with Colgate Brushless. This light, fluffy cream keeps moist and active clear through your shave, and then rinses off your face and razor in a flash. 
It leaves your face smooth, your skin refreshed, your morning disposition swell. Enjoy a champion shave tomorrow. Ask for Colgate Brushless Shave Cream tonight. And now, back to Bill Stern. Real 5, Colgate's camera close-up of Toots Shores. In the city of New York, the most widely known restaurant is Toots Shores. This has become the gathering place of the most famous sporting celebrities in the world. Now, I'd like you to meet the man who runs it. The fabulous owner of the famous Toots Shores, Toots Shore himself. Hiya, crumbum. <laughs> Toots, don't people ever resent your getting familiar? They love it. Well, speaking of people getting mad, do they ever get impatient when they have to wait for tables? Sometimes, Bill, but I can handle them. Well, how do you handle them, Toots? Well, once the movie guy, Charlie Chaplin, was waiting for a table. I could see he was getting impatient. So I says to him, listen, you creep, it'll be 20 minutes. Be funny for the people while you wait. <laughs> do you always handle movie people that way? Sure. Once I heard Louis B. Mayer say, this is a cheerful place. I hope the food is good. So I says, I'm going to see one of your pictures tonight. I hope it is as good as my food. <laughs> how, about, how about sports people, toots? What do they like to eat best? Well, Joe DiMaggio. He's strictly a meat and potato guy. I hope he eats plenty this year because I know he's going to lead a league in every department. <laughs> Speaking about eaters, the biggest eater is Babe Ruth. And Bill, I know we hope he'll always continue to be. Well, I'll go along with that. Now, Toots, who's the most popular athlete to come into your restaurant? Millot, the manager of the New York Giants. Now, I'll tell you a story, Arnotti. Day hits his 500th homer. He was eating in my joint when a guy comes up to his table and asks to be introduced. So? Well, trying to protect Artie, I says to this crumb bum, Hello, buddy. Art's busy. Did you ever find out who that crumb bum was? Later, I found out he was Sir Alexander Fleming, the guy that discovered penicillin. Oh, great. Tell me this, Toots. Of all the sports figures you know, who knows the most about sports? Naturally, I do. How come? Well, for example, the only way I can remember my daughter's birthday is remember it was the night that Bojack beat Fitzy Zivic in the garden. Oh, that's a great system, Toots. Who's your favorite sports fan? That crumbum O'Brien. You mean Pat O'Brien? Oh, I haven't sold better people than him. <laughs> Such as who? Oh, the usual run of creeps that come in my spot. Bing Crosby, Clark Gable, Mark Hellinger, Rita Hayworth, Bob Hope, Orson Welles, Linda Darnell, Ann Sheridan. Oh, and there's another guy. We don't brag about him. Because he always looks half-starved, even though he eats in my store. And who's that? My singing pal, Frank Sinatra. Thanks so much. Good luck and good night, Toots Shore. Well, Toots, and that's the 3-0 mark for tonight. Next Friday evening, we'll be back, same time, same stations, when our guest will be the lovely Hollywood movie star, Martha Vickers. So be sure and be with us next Friday evening, same time, same stations, when we bring you our special guest, the talented star of the silver screen, lovely Martha Vickers. See you then. Until then, I'll be seeing you on the screen in the news of the day, newsreel at your favorite Lowe's or Associated Theaters. Now, until next Friday night at this very same time, this is Bill Stern wishing you all a good, good night. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shape Man, is on his way. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shape Man, had lots to say. He told you tales of sports, he rose the inside dope, he really knows. So listen in next Friday night. C-O-L-G-A-T-E. Ladies, there's still a serious shortage of fats to make soap. The more used fats you save and sell, the more you ease the shortage. And listen, ladies, you can get more money for used fats today. So fill a tin and turn it in. Bob Smithus appeared on this program tonight in cooperation with the Brooklyn Industrial Home for the Blind. The Bill Stern Show tonight came from New York City. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.